two social workers on a mission to change the narrative. Alenio Baby's podcast seeks to empower others in making changes to maintain their physical, emotional, and mental health. This podcast is about becoming the best version of ourselves. I hope you feel inspired. Join Bria Spencer and Fadia Jean-Pierre bi-weekly as they initiate conversations about mental health, fitness, and travel. Share this with someone who needs it. Follow us on Instagram at millennial underscore babes underscore podcast. And let's continue the conversation. Welcome back to the Millennial Babes podcast. My name is Bria Spencer, and we have with us today Jeff Lindor. He is the founder and CEO of the Denimans Factory, a social club, business incubator, and global digital community advancing the lives of men of color. It is a home for entrepreneurs, thought leaders, activists, creatives, students, and corporate professionals alike. Lindor realized that men of color grow in isolation, which inspired him to create a safe space where men do not feel that they are alone in their personal and professional journeys. Welcome, Jeff. It's a pleasure to have you with us today. Is there anything else you want the audience to know about you? Well, um, I just want them to know that I'm honored to be uh, here today, uh, and I'm really looking forward to the conversation. That's awesome. So, Jeff, um, as I mentioned, like I am inspired by the Gentleman's Factory and the, what you're doing with our men of color, and just in general with our men and the message behind the Gentleman's Factory. So, I wanted to know how did it come about? Like, how did you? ended up creating the Gentleman's Factory. What is the meaning for men of color? Yeah, you know, um, I think men of color grow in isolation and um, there aren't necessarily enough spaces that speak to our unique experiences. So, you know, it really birthed upon the need that we needed to come together. And, you know, when you really think of the outlets that we have, there aren't enough. You know, there are fantastic organizations um, and communities that are formed, but um, there aren't enough that is doing it on the scale where you put technology you know, different creative factors in. That's really ushering us into this situation. Right? So um, we just saw that as a market opportunity. And, uh, that's where we're really um, blazing it, right? So it's like bringing them together to be just uh, to isolate. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I noticed that with, with behind that also, you also included the mental health aspect, which is mm-hmm. something that is very important. How did you incorporate that into the Gentleman's Factory as it started as like, you know, um, exposing them to technology, how to get on the real world, connecting with other individuals? So how did the mental health aspect came about? Yeah. So what we always do is we survey and interview our we want to know like what are the pain points in their lives like what are you going through you know, like what's going on in your world in your space because the space is really catered exclusively to um, black and brown men so mental health is a huge component um that really doesn't get discussed as much because you know uh it's taboo especially how we grew up right so um in that you know we've hosted a number of mental health workshops um from the lens of, you know, should you see a therapist or, you know, how do you communicate 
or how do you start that relationship to also just you know being in a space where you could just talk to other brothers who are going through the same things right you know mm-hmm. uh, and um not too long ago we actually had a workshop on um food and the correlation that it has with mental health right so it's mm-hmm. like what are you eating that's affecting your behavior so we really do a deep dive and a deep you know, go through a deep lens on um, the uh, Black experience. So why is that so important for men to really look at their mental health? And like you said, I'm happy you mentioned, like, looking at food. It's not just like, oh, we wake up, we exercise. There are other aspects of our life and what we're doing mm-hmm. that we need to also consider, like, how, what we eat, how we, what we put, what, um, how we exercise, like, the things that we do. So why is that so important, like, the food part? And also you talk about the isolation problem. Why is that so important? Well, because um, it affects us daily, right? And if you don't really talk about it, then how are you going to get to the next level? So um, I think that, you know, what we do is we create a space where we're constantly getting a better understanding of what men need and providing them with resources and information to point them to the um, next direction, you know? Mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. Um, and, and going back to mental health, you know, that's not something that we grew up discussing. And mm-hmm. we want the Gentleman's Factory um, members in the community to not go from a place of survival, but how do we thrive, right? Because we're tired of surviving, we're here, right? But how do we thrive and what does that look like? And it all starts with your mental health because if you think inadequate, then you'll be inadequate. But if you think success, then the likelihood of you being successful um, is much higher because you believe that you could do it. Yeah, and so one of the things I heard you say was that like twice is that some men, or like they don't talk about it or they don't address it. And so what have you found um, a way to address, you know, mental health and taking care of yourself and how you eat with men of color in your space? Uh, It's just having a conversation about it, you know, Mm -hmm. Uh, because if you don't talk about it, then you'll start to think that it doesn't exist. But those things that are, you know, hovering over you affects you daily. Mm-hmm. So it's so it's refreshing to have conversations and events and series around it because you now feel as though you're not alone. And that's the whole purpose of the Gentleman's Factory is breaking down that isolation factor. Because once you start to realize that with what you are going through, other people may be going through it as well, but they, you know, were able to, um, um, you know, find a pathway out and they'll help lead you to that direction as well. Right. So I think that like, you know, our starting point is just to, you know, create an environment where you're able to speak and not everyone is going to go see a therapist. And then that's not necessarily the, the, the goal, right? Like if you do see a therapist and such, but that's great, but the goal is to really just be open and for you to, um, you know, get to a space where you feel as though you can actually articulate what's going on in your mind so that you don't just analyze everything. Right. Mm-hmm. And also feel comfortable in being vulnerable. Yep, and yep. and I feel like in that community too, just men of color have 
a hard time being vulnerable or having a space, safe space to express how they feel or the thoughts that they're having because there is that stigma like, oh, if I go to therapy that I'm crazy, like so there's something wrong with me or that there's this um, like a sense of like embarrassment also or just even the power of like secrecy if you grow up in, in that culture, like, well, you don't tell anybody what you're going through as well. So I'm happy to hear that you have created a safe space for men of color to just speak freely without judgment. And it sounds like the isolation problem is really what that is, is just having that fear of how you might be perceived, um, society attending therapy and your own cultural um, values and what you grew up around as well. And so I've seen that it really does keep men of color caged in, but it sounds like you're providing that space where they can just freely be themselves. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So as you talk about the isolation problem, because I was listening to one of your episodes and I watched a video and you really focus on the isolation problem, like, and we all, they all need to like come out of, right? Not feeling alone. Like, how do you, how are you defining the isolation problem? Like, and the barriers that it creates for men of color? Mm -hmm. Well, you know, like, I think that the members really identify what the isolation is, right? So what we do, going back to just constantly understanding what black and brown men need, we ask, right? You know, we like, hey, how do you feel? Like, what's going on? And I remember um, at the height of COVID, you know, we would have monthly surveys uh, uh, and asking the same question, but the answers change month by month because of how the world was changing at the, at, and at the rate that it was changing in. So um, in that, you know, we asked, uh, you know, one of the questions was, you know, like, you know, um, what keeps you up at night, right? You know, and, um, you know, the questions vary, you know, um, and, and also like, how has COVID impacted you, you know? Mm -hmm. um, so now in March, you know, it, it, you know, like it impacted someone completely different than in, you know, June, right? You know, so, you know, we had members who lost both parents, right? Mm. Uh, you know, at like, you know, one day after the other, you know, so it's like, what happens then, you know, like, who you talk to, where do you go? How do you even process that information, you know, when you, when life has to go on, but, how, but you never experienced life without such a loved one. So where do you even go to even cry or to, you know, for, um, um, for which, you know, we have conversations like that oftentimes, right? And then we point them into the right direction in terms of therapists and um, um, professional outlets because, you know, the Gentleman's Factory, we don't have the infrastructure to provide those services, uh, but we're not built for that, right? So we're built to be, you know, think of us as like the air traffic controller where, okay. you know, we're pointing members into the direction that they would like to go into, you know? So we're the um, resource hub where we then now point them into where is it that mm -hmm. they can go, right? Mm -hmm. so, so now, you know, we have a really great relationship with uh, GTR, Global Trauma Research, with Dr. Florence and Jean, where, uh, for the members who need, um, you know, um, therapy or those mental health services, uh, you know, that's a source right there, you know, and there's so many others. So I think that, you know, it's really important um, for us to get a better understanding constantly of what the needs of black and brown men are so that we can continue to point them into the right direction. 
Mm-hmm. Yes, I, I definitely like that. And I like the fact that like you took it a step further by doing the survey to ask and, ch- and check in with them because it's really important that we check in. I think that's the one thing that we often forget about is like checking with our, ma- our men of color or checking with anyone. So like, how are you doing? Because COVID, it took us for a loop. It literally took us off our track. So I think like asking them to do the survey really helpful. Like what are some things we noticed that was coming up for you on the survey and how is that um, pivoted to help you helping them, you know, with the resources that they need, because it's like you said, it's changing every time they do the, um, the survey every month. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, so what we saw was just a whole lot of, um, you know, questions that anybody would say, I mean, it's like, you know, what is the next direction? Like mm-hmm. where do we go from here? You know? Um, and you know, the areas I need higher gains of employment or I, or, or one of the things that we found was interesting was that, you know, men were saying how, you know, um, they now want to settle down, right? You know, because uh, in COVID, you know, you're experiencing all of these emotional roller coasters and you're at home by yourself, you know? So um, it's really great to have a thought partner and a companion there that you can mm-hmm. really, you know, support each other through these trying times, right? So. You know, so there's just a lot of um, things that we're still learning about, you know, black and brown men. And then, like, gentlemen's factory, we always, you know, are um, keen to always say that we don't have all of the answers, uh, but we mm-hmm. are building the organization together. And uh, in by building the gentleman's factory, we're also building the black and brown community. Mm, yes. And with talking about that with the COVID, how have the members talked about like how they need to be supported during the COVID, especially as they, like you said, they need, they want to settle down. They want to find a companion, someone that can help them. And if they do find a companion, what do they need from this person, like the, the partner or spouse, whoever to create that safe space? What, is, what do you find like that's coming up for them or what's important for men of color, for us women of color to provide them with so that they can feel that vulnerability so they can feel emotionally safe to, take care of their mental health, to find resources, you know, to help them with whatever it is that they're um, finding, they're having challenges with and they need support with. Yeah, so what was interesting is that two weeks ago, we had a dialogue on a digital platform where um, the, where the theme was supporting black women, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, that conversation was stemmed upon the relationship that black men and black women have with each other. And then we anchored that based upon the Breonna Taylor and the mm. black attorney general, um, the black Republican attorney general. Right. And we were just seeing how are black men supporting black women and vice versa. And it was a really interesting conversation because we had black women on and um, you know, like I'm obviously not going to say too much that was on that, uh, of course. <laughs> that dialogue, but but one of the things that I found though was that there is uh, um, further conversation that needs to be had because one question was, do black women need our support, <laughs> right? And another question is, um, um, you know, how so? Like, you know by black men saying that we need to support black women 
are we saying that black women are lesser than than mm-hmm. black men like there like there were just so many things that just came out of that and it was like oh wow like interesting you know like i didn't even look at it like that i mean you know like i thought black men supporting black women it's like oh we're supporting our sister there was a black woman that was like yo like we only just support you know what i'm saying i was like oh really right so mm-hmm. i'm saying so i so i'm so i'm using that like two seconds of the conversation um, to say that there are just so many different vantage points that people see the community. And it's important that everyone gets a chance to speak because regardless if you agree with their perspective or not, it's important that you understand where people are coming from, right? So, you know, that's also what makes Gentleman's Factory really powerful is the fact that it's, we always have listening sessions, right? You know, mm. and it's like, like, you know, I I personally may not agree with a lot of the things that are being spoken about, but you know it's important that we have conversations uh, because if we only stay in the box in our frame of thinking, then you know we're going to be living in a bubble. And then when someone now um, addresses us, uh, we're not going to be well equipped to you know respond because we see life from our um, small little mm-hmm. lens, right? And then yeah. we really want to make sure that, you know, we open it up a little bit so that you have a better understanding of the world. Yeah, and I, I like that you provided that space and had that that platform where you were able to hear both sides from men and women. And a lot of times I hear, you know, from women that, oh, we're the least protected, you know, in America. Um, and it sounds like for you, you've created that space where freely women are able to express themselves and each woman may have different perspectives as well as men too, but it gives a space for someone to grow, like you said, and not be in such a box mindset. And you're also maybe helping these men to show up in their relationship so when they are ready to settle down they have these tools to be able to express themselves um in a healthy communication communicative way as well and it provides that like a push-pull in the relationship where Mm -hmm. okay as a woman i'm hearing he's able to communicate his needs his thoughts and i'm able to provide a safe space for him and support him in that and then vice versa Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. I couldn't agree more. And I think what it also does to also put it back on us as women to really be more mindful and say, "Listen, I know, I know, women, we can be independent, but we can't just say, okay, the man needs to take care of the mental health, but also make us look at it like, okay, how am I coming? Like, what am I providing for them? What space am I providing for them to be able to work on the mental health? Am I allowing them to be vulnerable? Because if men doesn't feel that emotion, they don't feel emotionally safe around you." they're not going to open up because they are going to have like that fear of judgment. Like you're going to think I'm crazy. So it's really important for us as women too, to be like, wow, like although I'm working on my mental health, I need to also like take care of them. Like how do I show up for them? Because this space is like so important and it's so needed. So for you, like how has that, you know, transformed you, you and your family? Like, is this also a platform where you find yourself like learning things about yourself or it's transforming you to a different direction? Like how has that helped you along the way to also provide those information, like those resources to those men? 
Yeah, totally. I mean, really good question. So um, I am in therapy, you know, like I've been in there for um, four years, you know, and it's been a really interesting journey because, you know, I'm seeing myself evolve, right? You know, uh, um, and it's important that I'm always, you know, sharpened or mm -hmm. going to the mental gym so that I could uh, make sure that, you know, I'm well equipped to, you know, lead such an organization of hundreds of, uh, you know, men that are part of it, right? You know, so it can be emotionally draining, but I kind of, you know, I, but I have to make sure that I'm good in and also with my family, et cetera, right? So it's a constant um, reminder that I am not immune from anything, you know? And, and what's powerful, and I guess what's also therapeutic for me is the fact that, you know, when I'm in these conversations, I'm not even leading it. I'm also listening. And I'm like, hey, man, you know, like, this is what I'm going through as well, man. So I don't know, like, what, what, are, your, what are your thoughts on, you know, remote learning? You know, I have two young children, you know, who's literally in remote learning right now. So they should be in front of their kids. <laughs> It's okay uh, if they want to show their faces. <laughs> right. Oh, my God. Oh, man. Oh, man. So, so, so it's like, like I'm constantly learning, um, learning more about myself, learning about marriage, learning about fatherhood, learning mm. about entrepreneurship, learning how to balance everything. And I don't have all the answers. I'm, I am figuring it out. But what I've made, though, was a conscious decision to just not survive, but to thrive. Mm. And... And like the way that we thrive is by constantly evolving, right? Yes. You know, so it's that um, growth mindset and not the fixed mindset, right? So it's constantly having that growth mindset of, okay, how can I do this better? Okay, maybe I should have done this that way, right? So it's always learning uh, because the more you learn, the more you grow. So I'm constantly evolving. Like I'm not the same person that I was two weeks ago or mm -hmm. three years ago or like, you know, five minutes ago right yes it's constant elevation and that's kind of how i do life yeah and i and I, I like that you know you know um thriving instead of surviving and for some men they that's all they know is no, is how to survive and so have you seen you know men who've attended um you know the factory they're hesitant they're like i don't really i'm not really sure about expressing my feelings or they're not really sure about attending therapy like their partner has probably expressed to them like you need to go to therapy but they're just not they just don't want to do it because of maybe other fears and so have you seen that around and then if so how have they evolved no question. I mean, so, I mean, so, like, mental health is one component of what we do. I mean, because, you know, we have, like, talks on finance, talks on, you know, yeah. talks on a lot. But going on from, from a mental health standpoint, you know, um, it is a journey, right? You know, so um, we don't ever want to push anything. And then we want to create spaces where you're talking, right? So we have a, so, like, we have a digital community where every um, Fridays, it's Flex Fridays, so, you know, we talk about wins right you know mm -hmm. so um so like today one of our members he's on um he's going to be on cnbc at one o'clock he's nice. 
So, you know what I mean? Um, not too, um, so pretty shortly. Uh, you know, so like that's a win. And then we have members who just go homes. And then we have members who, you know, lost two pounds, right? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. So, you know, like, you know, so with our celebratory environment, it's not only like the massive things like I just bought a home or I just, you know, got a million dollars investment it's also hey you know what like my blood pressure went down mm-hmm. you know what i mean so it's really creating a celebratory environment where you feel comfortable articulating yourself and then what i've also realized too is that you know the uh, particularly for black men depending upon how you were raised because you know there are some you know black men who were raised in you know upwardly mobile families etc right you know but yeah. uh, data shows that you know for the like the mass majority of you know men particularly in urban cities are oftentimes like the first ones to graduate college or the first ones to get a graduate degree mm-hmm. or become an attorney and you know make you know um, um uh, you know six figures and beyond so now what what happens is is that if you were raised in an environment public housing, but then you, you know, succeeded monetarily uh, or academically, et cetera, and then you're in the middle class and, and, and beyond, it's like, where do you go to talk about your frustrations yeah. at that level, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, what happens is, is that you've been exposed to more things and you're happy where you are, but you want more. But if you go to the barbershop that you were raised in, in the hood and you now are saying yo man you know what i really hate my job mm-hmm. you know you're like i'm making one hundred and seventy-five thousand dollars a year but i hate it and i want more now someone who isn't at that level they can say oh my god like why are you showing off or oh man you are so ungrateful right. right for which now it's like no i mean i am grateful but i want or i want to obtain more. So oftentimes, you know, with the gentlemen who grew up in humble beginnings, when they reach a certain level and they have levels of frustration at that state, it's hard for them to even articulate it because people won't really understand what they're talking about, right? So with the Gentleman's Factory, we create that environment for wherever it is that you are, right? You know what I'm saying? Whether you are a contributor at CNBC, or whether you are, you know, a, um, you know, um, went to Harvard Business School or Kingsborough Community College, right? Or didn't even go to co- college at all. You know, this is a, this is an environment that, you know, you can feel safe in because we want to see you win. Mm-hmm. Safe and empowering for men. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Exactly. <laughs> also, too, I know, like, as we're Haitian, so another component for me is the Haitian community yep. and and it's like how do we reach them because I know we have a lot of our men who don't believe in the mental health like there's a huge stigma around that and it's like how do we reach them have you come across that I know like in New York there's a lot of men of color that listen especially in the Haitian community have you noticed there's still a barrier or do you notice are you noticing like there's some, like we're reaching and like that it's reaching them and they're open and what are strategies are you using to to like help open that door for them yeah, um, and it's just having conversations, right? So I'm the um, co-founder of uh, the Haitian American Caucus, which is a oh, okay. organization um, nice. over that I could spend 
over 10 years now where, where through that lens, particularly in the Haitian community, um, Samuel Pierre and the leadership team there are doing great work when it comes to the mental health space, right? You know, mm -hmm. so they had a grant um, to do, um, you know, work in the domestic violence community um, and, you know, like a lot of work in the mental health space, you know, in the Haitian community, right? Because okay. you know, um, cultural competency is really important. Yes. And, uh, like, uh, you have to understand, like, we always have to understand how do we approach communities um, when it comes to their mental health, when it comes to domestic violence, when it comes to a lot of the, you know, things that are um, things that they go through, right? You know what I mean? So how do you communicate an effective message where mm -hmm. they understand it, where it's not looking down upon them or it's not too aggressive? So it's like you really got to understand the community so that you can effectively serve them. Okay, okay. Yeah, I like that. And and I think that what you're doing is, um, is great work and I admire how you're reaching those communities and those men of color. And that when I listened to the podcast and I was like, um, hearing about some of the work that you were doing. I was like, wow, like, I'm from Connecticut, um, even though I live in New York. Like, I was like, I wish we can have something like that in our state because I think it's really important for, you know, men of color for to, to be exposed to more things like that. Um, and I really admire what you're doing and, like, reaching those communities and creating the safe space for men to come and say, okay, listen, I'm going through some stuff. Even though I want to learn about finance, even though I learn about you know, the business and all that stuff, but I'm going through some stuff and they have a space where they can come and say, like, let's listen, let's talk about it. And the survey that you created during the pandemic to help with that, that's that's huge. I think that's very important. And it's really important that we touch them and like, how do we continue to reach them is so important. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, what are some steps can we take? Like we start taking, especially for the men that we haven't reached. So what are some things that can we do right now to reach them? Uh have conversations, ask them questions, right, you know, and create environments where um, they'll feel comfortable to talk, right? I think that um, every man is different. Uh, and, you know, um, it's really important to see, like, what is their communication methods, right? Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? Uh, and also, what are their core values and what do they like? And when is also the right time to talk? Like on Sunday, uh, you know, um, when the football game is on, no. you know what I mean? Like, no, like there is nothing that's more important than seeing the Giants lose, right? You know what I'm saying? So it's like, you know, it's important to really understand, uh, you know, the gentleman that you are trying to reach. Uh, but then also, you know, um, but at the same time, though, you know, like, it's also important that they understand what you need as well, right? Because, you know, definitely don't want to create an environment where everything is serving to the, to the guy. And then he, and then there isn't reciprocity that's being reciprocated, right? So it is important that, you know, we create environments where both benefit. And I think that, you know, men really want... Um, to help and you know be a helper and, and all that you know just a uh you know just a quick story so you know like i was speaking with a friend of mine and then um she is um you know dating this guy and you know um she just moved into an apartment and uh you know um he wanted to help her like put 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 certain things together right you know and then he was super excited and you know like he was like yo you know what 
I'm going to help you with this dress-up, right? Super excited. <laughs> he's putting this dresser together, but, you know, there's, like, missing screws, and, you know, it's just, like, not really functioning the way that it needs to be functioned. And now, granted, you know, she um, knows how to fix it, right? You know, so then now she's texting me and she's like saying, hey, Jeff, yo, this dude is messing up my dresser. You know what I'm saying, right? You know, do I tell him oh, really? that, I got, that I don't need him, right? You know what I'm saying? Oh, my God. No, right? <laughs> I said to her, right, I was like, listen, uh if you tell him that right it so it all depends on how you tell him right but uh <laughs> i would advise that you just don't tell him nothing and just fix that joint when he leaves <laughs> you know what i'm saying because only because i because only because i I knew the guy too, and I know that he's really sensitive. But anyway, so I'm using that as an example to just say that, you know, um, it's really um, important that you understand your, like, companion, right? You know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? That you know how to articulate to them. Uh, because, you know, um, I know for sure that if she told him, or if she told him, you know what, I got it. You know what I'm saying? Then oh, he would have been so hurt. Yeah, I have a lot of work to oh do my myself God. then. Right. Because plus, like, you know, she also makes more money than him. And then oh, he's yeah. And then he's just trying to. Oh, yeah. yeah. But I like, but I like that is so true, though, because, you know, even with like my husband, I've had to learn, you know, when to go to him and talk about certain things. Definitely not during football. Definitely when it's not a basketball game on. You know, when he comes home from work, you got to give him his plate of food, let him cool down a little bit, let him unwind, and all right, let's talk, you know, um, and feel it out. And you also have to first start with, like, the positives, too. And I think that's just with any relationship, you know, pinpointing out the positives and then transitioning into, okay, well, let's talk about this. I just want to check in to see how you're doing. Um, yeah, yeah. and learning what their communication style is as well. Sometimes some, some men don't respond right away and that's okay. Like I've had to learn that too. Like, so I just did all this, um, <laughs> I'm learning how to communicate that's anything so but then it's like you have to some people need time to process and it's okay going back the next day or two days later like I'm checking in with you how are you feeling about this and then you get a whole thing about like oh I didn't know that was your perspective and that's yep. just learning I, I had to learn this too and I was like whoa because I'm the type of person where like if I have something on my mind I need to tell you right now and I need to know right now how you're feeling <laughs> yep, 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 but yep. so it, it's it's a matter of taking a step back too and be like it's not just you it's it's someone you know your um your partner a boyfriend someone that you're just dating and relating and realizing you have to begin to create a safe space so that you do have that push pull as well Absolutely. Um, so how do we start building each other like to solve this isolation problem, right? Like any last like few words you can say, like how we can do this as a community, not just like women or men, but just as a community coming together. Yeah, well, it's uh, communicating, you know, it's uh, definitely, yeah. you know, 
having conversations, being open, creating environments where, you know, we could not attack each other, but just learn how to you know, better communicate and also understanding what our love languages are, right? You know, because everyone is different, you know? So, uh, um, you know, it's all about how is it that you uh, approach things and uh, that's what you'll see if you are successful or if you're a failure at it, you know? I agree, definitely the importance of love languages and learning that as well. Well, thank you, Jeff, for talking with us and joining with us, you know, today and, and learning more about the Gentleman's Factory. Um, before we go, We do have our wild card segment. <laughs> like we just like to yeah, spice things up and get to know our guests more. And it's simply we just have 10 questions and then um, you just choose one. So pick a number from one to 10. Seven. Ooh. <laughs> Who do you admire the most and why? Um, let's say my wife, right? Oh. Right. You know what I'm no, uh, my, wife, <laughs> uh, my wife, uh, because she is um, someone who um, values me in all my ups and my downs, and I wouldn't be who I am without her. I love it. That's so beautiful. <laughs> Thank you for joining us and taking part in our wild card and letting the audience know how much you admire your wife. I know she's going to just love you more after today. <laughs> um, so let the audience know where they can find you. Sure. Um, um, on um, Instagram. So it's, um, so my personal Instagram is at Mr. Community. So that's Mr community nyc and um follow the gentleman's factory and that's at gentlemen's factory um and men is with the m-e-n-s factory underscore um and uh yeah you know um and uh definitely check out our website um gentlemensfactory.com and, uh, you know, like if you're looking to start or launch a business, uh, we have a really great incubator and boot camp that we have going on. So you can apply to that. Our next cohort is at the beginning of January. So really mm. nice. And this is open to all, um, all men. Is there a specific age, like a requirement to join? No, so it's, um, you know, so essentially what we look for is people who are forward thinking and looking to get to the next level. So, uh, you know, if you, you know, want to be in an environment that's nurturing your growth, both personally and professionally, then, you know, apply to, you know, become a part of the Jones Factory. Okay. And have you considered, like, expanding to other states outside yeah. of New York? Yeah, totally. I mean, so we were actually going to do that this year, but obviously the world changed, right? So that's where we launched our digital platform. But, um, yeah, so next year, um, God willing, depending on how, the world moves, uh, will we'll certainly open up more locations uh, throughout New York City first and also um, throughout different cities across uh, um, the U.S. 
That's we'll game. Keep Connecticut. <laughs> Put Connecticut on the list. Okay. <laughs> Definitely. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Again, you can follow us on Instagram at millennial underscore babes underscore podcast. And if you would like to be a guest or have any topics, just email us at millennialbabespodcast at gmail.com. And that's our episode for today. See you next time.